Grand rising, everyone. I like to live. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Mm. Yummo. Good. Okay, let's get started. The Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation. And um, felt like we we're getting on to something pretty awesome yesterday. Also, forgive me if I start sneezing. I have allergies. Something is really getting to me in this room. I don't know what it is. Okay, um, let's see, the one who hears in his belly, oh, where were we, I think we were here, I think I marked the wrong page, okay, here we are, so uh, we are on page 102, we are separate the earth from the fire, um, so we're trading along pretty well, okay, so it has been postulated that 5,000 or so years ago, mankind lived in unconscious communion with the gods and followed divine voices um, in times of novel or stressful situations, including the hermetic tradition attributed to Egypt. To Egypt is a series of induction techniques used to imprison spirits um, in lifeless statues to make them speak and prophesize and nearly... Um, very ancient land uh, had its own set of mysteries that included divine oracles. So we were talking about the oracles and understanding what's going on, tapping into what I would call the active imagination and allowing the archetypal energies or whatever you want to call them. You can call them gods, angels, whatever it is, these voices, the, the energy that comes through us, the voices that we hear in our head even right um that energy that moves through us like sometimes there's a voice in our head right we're like what's that that's not me <laughs> it's alien to me i'm not used to this voice what is it um trying to get our attention right and and then give us some sort of information and they say this is where prophecy comes from so yesterday was talking about really reintroducing re um coming back into rebirthing reigniting the active imagination and our connection to the gods okay um little g's right yes okay in the modern garden of mammon we lost the respect for subject subject subjective thought which is only the source of our connection with the powers of the above according to the doctrine of correspondence the emerald tablet the structure and attribu uh, attributes of the macrocosm of the above are repeated in the microcosm and below and vice versa. The one mind is reflected on our individual's minds and the loss of, this, of the esteem in which we hold our own thoughts has resulted in the loss of the connection in each of us with the higher one mind. Perhaps our thoughts have lost their intrinsic value because there are simply too many of them floating around and because nobody seems to care whether anyone's thoughts are inherently true or not. In the modern era of marketing, um, mega gender entertainment, uh, media politics, and competitive science, what matters is not the inherent truthfulness of the idea, but the innovative or lucrative, how lucrative it is and how much it can bring in. So the, hey, Linga, how are you? I have not seen you in a long time. I was just thinking about you. So apparently the universe was bringing our energies together for a reason because I was like I, <laughs> I saw that you were um playing and then I tried to get on good morning I don't know who's giving hearts on Facebook but say good morning because I can't see who it is um so we again are not looking at the um 
the commandment, what matters is not the inherent truthfulness. There is some truth to our inherent understanding and knowing and connection to these energies. Um, is it true with the capital T? No, but it's true to us. It's giving us some sort of a, an experience that's true for us. Feels real. You know it may not be real, but something internally is happening that feels real for you. So I'm like connecting in somatically. Now, I can tell you right now, trauma, I've been working with trauma. Um, and this is a good way to describe trauma. Now, what happens, right, if we're not allowed to voice these energies that exist within us, if we're not able to tap into all of the energy potentials that come through us, right? We're like a vessel and then these energies or little gods or whatever it is, talk to us, right? The voices in our head, however you want to call it. Okay, you could call it archetypes, you could call it angels, you can call it aliens, I don't care what you call it, but you have all these things that happen inside of you. Now they're true to you. And here's what happened. There's a somatic physiological happening when we have these types of experiences. Now, this is true with trauma. If we don't allow ourselves to move through um, those voices or through those happenings or through that energy, we hold it in our body. And people talk about changing DNA, RNA, all this stuff, and they think ch changing DNA and RNA means we have to get some chemical um, substance put inside of us. This can happen by our thoughts. This can happen by allowing ourselves to reconnect into the little gods, G little gods, and the internal truth that happens with inside of us, even if it's not true for anyone else. Our dreams, people can't tap into our dreams, at least not yet. I'm sure they're trying, right? I'm sure they're doing experiments where they're trying to tap into people's dreams, but the dream is as real for you as waking life. If you remember your dreams, it feels as real. You can wake up with the somatic feeling. Now, this happens even in our lifetime. They talk about the subconscious mind and holding things back. For instance, holding back anger, frustration, all those things. It's an energy that's coming through you. Okay. <laughs> Stop reaching into my soul now. <laughs> I was just talking about this. Of course you were, Linga. That's why the universe was telling us we need to connect. That's how it works. It's a reflection because, see, this information is circulating through all of us and, and then we're interconnected and the ones that are aware, the ones that are awake to recognize, start to interconnect with one another. That's what it takes. Like, you don't even need to talk. I think there was a time where we didn't need to, need to talk. Because we just felt each other. We understood each other. We've taken all that part out of life. The emotional, right? Our, our uh, sixth sense, right? Really being our sixth senses could be the intuition, the internal knowing, the internal happening. People talk about the uh, intuition all the time. Intuition is really sort of our connection to these gods or goddesses or these archetypal energies that are moving through us that are giving us some clue. Even the universe, if you listen, right, if you listen close enough, you'll see that the universe is giving you a message, God, whatever you want to call it. How do you know? Because here's the deal. When you're on point, okay, and you guys have probably experienced this, when you're on completely on point with your life, you're going to hear the same message from different people. For instance, just recently, people keep saying, you're going to be so blessed different people, people that don't even talk to each other. I have all these friends in different pockets and different places. 
And it's like the universe is saying a blessing is coming. And I'm listening. And I'm like, well, thank you. That's awesome. And it's it's crazy because it's the same message gets circled around. And I know it's them, but they're the vessel for this message that's coming from the divine. They are holding the potential of that God energy or whatever you want to call it. The, the grand universe, the blessings and saying, here it is. Sometimes people tell you you're off. Okay. Right. Sometimes, sometimes your message is off or, you know, they're like, you're not doing so well. You're not doing good. And you hear the universe telling you, here's what you need to do to fix it. And you hear it from five different people that don't even know each other. That's really an indication that the gods, goddesses, whatever the unconscious is telling you, Hey, Here's the direction you need to go. It's coming through other individuals. It's as if God is talking to you through them. Okay. I'm worried that my RNA has changed my capability to connect, but only a non-believer would think that a chemical would be able to over-influence my own ability to create destiny for myself. Okay. Well, yes and no physiologically our bodies okay so here's the deal um the mind is powerful yes absolutely but then there our body the vessel also has a somatic um response system so the parasympathetic sympathetic system right we have all these systems our blood our everything that goes on in our body hormones are the most important thing now if Let's say, for instance, I wanted to change somebody's DNA, RNA, all that stuff. I would screw up their hormones because that's where we change. Now, here's the deal. If your hormones are off, okay, right? If your hormones are off because, let's say, like you said, you got the jab. What have I lost? I don't know. Now, you may have lost nothing. You may just be making it up in your own head. That is, that could be it. The fact that you're holding on to the fact that you messed up or that you've lost something. So you're living into the idea that you lost something. Here's the deal. If you feel differently, like for instance, and I'm going to give you an example of um, a psychosomatic. Yes. For instance, um, all of a sudden I'll feel different inside of me. I can feel a different energy inside of me. So it's really understanding the energies that already exist within you, the personality, the archetypes, whatever you want to call them. Okay. I'm going to, they name them different things all the time to confuse the shit out of us. But the energies that live within us, kind of our temperament, right? We know who we are in a way. Like we have, we know the conversations, the voices in our head that come up. We kind of know how we interact if we're self-aware, right? Even have some inkling of self-awareness. We know who we are in a way. Okay. Now here's the deal. All of a sudden, a different voice shows up. Okay. And this is where people say they were possessed or there was energies trying to get them to do things, right? So for me, when I'm off, especially when my blood, start, like my iron levels start to drop, I start to get really grouchy. Now, my temperament by default is not grouchiness. I'm very optimistic and positive and an opportunist and constantly bubbly and happy. That's my natural state of being, okay, just naturally. Now, when something throws that off, okay, then I know something's not right. Now, is it a somatic thing? Is it a body thing? Yes, it is, very much so. Now, what is it? Well, hormones is a big thing. Hormones, iron, 
our vitamins, everything that keeps us and our vessel together. When our vessel starts to fall apart, different things start to show up. So it's a both and. It's not an either or. Remember, everything's interconnected. So in order to, how do you then go from, hey, I took this chemical and it's in my body and now I'm screwed. You're not screwed. Go get your blood work done. Go check the blood and do everything. And, and if I would check anything, I check hormones. Because if literal, if I was a chemist and I wanted to create all this chaos that they that people feel they're creating, it would be hormones that I'd screw with because that is what changes the DNA RNA. Hormones. Hormones have, they're the most powerful thing in our body, actually. And if we look at hormones, right, and we look at the chakra system, it's all interconnected again. So it's really crazy. When our health is not right, these different energies, we become maybe vulnerable or an open vessel for what we feel like are um, the negative energy potentials, if you if that's how you want to say it. We draw in some of these uh, thought processes, right? So it's that. So if your blood is right and your body's good and everything's functioning the way it should, then it could be, like you said, psychosomatic. It could be your mind creating it because of how you you went against your integrity, okay? You compromised your integrity. You didn't want to do it and you did it. So that's a compromise in your integrity and now you're punishing yourself for it. Why? Why are you punishing yourself for it? So do you need to punish yourself for it? Or is it a lesson, right? Is it a lesson for you to say, I will not compromise my integrity because then I feel like shit. And that's that simple, you know? So you, it doesn't have to be, you know, sometimes we over, it's hard because I, when we're in the moment, it's this big ginormous thing, right? And then it takes somebody from the outside to like reground us back to the earth and like say, okay, you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. You're fine. <laughs> I have to do it all the time. Trust me. <laughs> there is no response to that. So, so again, looking at the body, understanding the somatic and, and all the experience that we have internally and externally, literally, yes, we can be a vessel for other archetypal energies to show up with in, in us. And people call it possession. People think they're possessed, right? When this new energy shows up. And that's why in the past, when we had, well, we still do have curanderas. We have all these things to help us to overcome. And, and for instance, if we felt like there was a curse on us, right? You're like, well, this is like a curse. How do we break it? You know, part of it is both. The body holds on to the trauma. Our, our, our minds can start to create this trauma and somatic experience within. And then these energies that are have never existed before start to surface within us. In other words, we become vulnerable to energies that that, that can take over the body, basically. And they do. There's parasites and all kinds of things that can take over the body. So for us, well, what does that mean for us? It means that we, and this is the hard part, is that we stay, we keep clean. We stay clean in our body, in our vessel. We clean out our body. We learn how to work with the body. We learn how to manage the body. And when something different shows up, we know, okay, what's going on? Is this is this actually is it trauma from the past that was held in the DNA, RNA, all that stuff that's now 
surfacing to clear out? Or is this, is my DNA or my hormones or something in my blood causing me to feel differently so these new energies are showing up in me? Like, what is it? We don't, we dismiss the energetic part of it, which is why people can't diagnose anything. Like my sister, for instance, like a great example. My sister throws up and throws up and throws up. She ends up in the hospital. They put her on an IV. They have to stop the throw up because she literally can't even keep down water. And, and they do tests and there's like, there's nothing wrong with you. So what is it? Is it, is it a spiritual thing? Is it something that needs, is she, is she subconsciously holding on to a trauma that's causing her to throw up? You know, what is it? And it could be, it's both, but we dismiss this piece of our life because it's been taken out. See, we're whole, perfect, and complete. We have everything we need. And I love it because I talked to a friend of mine the other day and he's like, nobody needs to be fixed. I'm tired of hearing all these people. You need to be fixed. You need to be fixed. I said, it's not about fixing. You guys are perfectly fine. You don't need to be fixed. You just need to remember. <laughs> reintegrate, reintroduce these the, the active imagination part to your life. And once we do that, once we bridge the gap between the intuition, right, and the science, now we're whole. We just need to reintegrate it. You already have it there. <laughs> Good health this just isn't just physical. Absolutely. It's both mental, physical, emotional. This stuff lives in our body and it can really reshape. Now I'm going to get tell you from my experience what has recently happened and how the, you can apply this to your life. So for recently been going through a lot of um, cleansing, right? Mother energy is what I call it. The great mother. The great mother energy is the hardest energy to get through. Once you get through the great mother, right, you um, find this place of bliss and harmony. And then you consummate, which is, you know, the sacred masculine and feminine within you. In other words, you learn how to utilize the, the sacred masculine and feminine within and balance the two out and start to live like an, in the equilibrium. Okay. But the mother energy now, there's a couple of things that are within me. I'm not talking about my mother. I'm talking about the mother and me. And I talked about this the other day. Once, right, I allowed myself to be my own mother to myself and, and reclaim that mother energy internally, I had a different somatic experience instantaneously. Okay. And I just recently did this with hope. I reclaimed hope. Okay. For myself. Like I always have hope for humanity, right? I, I hope that humanity wakes up. I hope that we find the promised land. Like I hold all this hope for everybody. And I'm like, wait, why, where am I holding it for myself? Right? It always comes back to the self. And as soon as I did these two things, I felt a physiological difference in my body. It, like never before. Something shifted inside of me. So I would imagine that my body's recalibrating because now my parasympathetic system has been ignited. We live, here's the deal, we live in a system that ignites the sympathetic system constantly. We're on overdrive without needing to be. We're releasing cortisol into the blood. Women are either high, too high estrogen or too high um, progesterone. 
you got to understand that the hormones is where it's at partially where it's at it's a big indicator of how we feel because there's a, a chemical response to the brain when hormones are secreted that's where fight flight freeze you know this you know this lingo right we all know this we all understand that the sympathetic and parasympathetic system have two different physiological um, um, experiences so what happened is i learned how to turn on my my parasympathetic system we don't know how to do that we're living in an age of anxiety right now everybody is stressed the f out and and it has a physiological it puts stress on the body so linga you're stressing yourself out plus all the stressors of society you're not you're definitely not igniting the part of yourself that can relax and that is going to have some sort of somatic happening in the body and then it's also going to drive the chemicals in the brain and you're going to interact with life that way you have the power to reclaim back whatever you feel they took and you have the power to reclaim back your integrity how next time you're faced with with compromising your integrity you say no or yes totally up to you but now you have you have an idea right you have an idea of what it feels like to compromise your integrity you're not it, some people don't care <laughs> some people are like i don't even know what integrity is i don't care whatever I sell it on you. You said, Lingo, I get it. Leave me alone already. Okay. <laughs> I sell it on you. You sell it on me. Whatever it is, right? Um, and some people don't want to. They don't know. But that's a, But what I'm saying, Linga, is that's badass. You should celebrate that because now you're a little closer to knowing what's right and wrong for you. Not for the world. Not for anybody else, but for you. And that's what's important because be, when we ding our integrity and it doesn't feel good then we know we're off and we're like why are we going to spiral down we're going to end up getting sick when we can just say okay now i know now i know we all f up sometimes trust me nobody's perfect <laughs> ready uh prepared to throw away oh, i think you meant to say throw away true good lesson their way full career that's and that's a possibility right that's a choice and and we had talked about that that goes into the choices we make right we can choose powerfully but here's the thing when we don't choose ourselves, everything else falls apart there's no way because if we if we do let's say people that do compromise their integrity over and over and over and over and over again literally live they're, they're living miserably that, that's what ends up happening when we align everything together we're walking in integrity i don't it doesn't matter we could be the poorest people on the planet and we wouldn't care we'd be happy as shit <laughs> and i think i read about that in the book um it was cat stevens in fact he got all this fame right the book does talk about cat stevens and he got all this fame and he threw it all he gave it all to charity and he went on a different path because it was compromising his integrity it's not an easy path it's hard to say hey this is my career and walk away i mean it's not easy so the choices that we have to make in order to walk in integrity are very difficult at times they're very difficult 
but I'm here, <laughs> right? I'm here. That's why I'm here, <laughs> here to support people through the process, not to wrong you, but to remind you and allow yourself to reintegrate and, and remember that you will find your path because it's yours and it was already laid out for you. So it's there, right? But choice kind of sometimes screws us up in a way. <laughs> like everybody wants choice, but really choice is hard, right? It's like, wait, I have a choice now. Which way do I go, right? Do I go down this road or do I go down that road? And then the choice becomes kind of hard. But we love choice. We want choice. But then we're like, yeah, but if I choose this, what's going to happen? See, there's consequences in either choice. Now, the road leads all to the same place, but there's all these different ways that we can get there. <laughs> and sometimes we have to back out. It's almost like a maze, right? It's like a labyrinth in a way where we're going through this labyrinth and we're coming across different scenarios. And then we're like, shit, we need to backtrack because that wasn't the right pass enough to back up, go this way, go that way. And we're trying to figure out, well, what is the path? But remember, choice is good, but sometimes it can be a detriment to us, right? Sometimes like, just tell me what to do. I don't want to have to choose. I just had this recently, right? This girl was like, I don't care. You choose. She don't want to choose. She wants somebody to choose for her. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm making the choice. It's good sometimes, sometimes it's not. It's hard. Choice is hard because there's a consequence that comes with it. That's why I'm here today after a few weeks. Yeah. And you're here when you're supposed to be here, right? <laughs> I have people who are like, I'm sorry I didn't show up. I'm like, don't be sorry. This is not, this is not, hey, you didn't show up to my show. No, this is, you know what? People are going to hear what they need to hear when they need to hear it. And they're going to show up when they need to show up. And it's going to be exactly the message that they need to hear. Because that's the way life works. It's not by force, right? I'm not. It's serendipity. <laughs> yes. Do you want uh, Denny's or Applebee's? I know, right? It's like, which one? To be honest, neither. <laughs> But if I had to choose, oh, God, neither. Chilies. <laughs> God, I haven't eaten Applebee's or Denny's in ages. Um, I would say, how about pho? How about, how about, <laughs> um, I don't know what they are. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Pho? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my thing lately. Just eating, like, these soups, right? Yeah, sign me up. You know, just, like natural raw ingredients but so again somatically physically and that's what we're talking about and that's what the book is talking about at this point it's it's igniting it's reconnecting to the um energies that live within us understanding how and and as i said before when we when we start to interconnect with the storyline that's in our head or the energies that are showing up hey the rock um, coming in through us, right? When we start to understand this information, we and and if we can tie it to a myth, right, that's happened before, then we kind of have an idea of where we're headed. It gives us some sort of a um, an idea, a foresight to like where am I headed in the journey. It, it allows us, it doesn't mean it's going to play out exactly, but see, here's the deal. People like in tarot, I'm just going to bring up tarot real quick. People are afraid of the death card, 
in tarot or people are afraid of the devil card or they're, you know, all these things. They think that they're like, oh my God, they're so bad. No, it's not. It's part of a journey. It's like a hero's journey, right? When you, if we're looking at Lord of the Rings, Frodo had to face the demons. His whole journey wasn't just peaches and roses and green. Nobody would watch that. Who would watch that storyline? <laughs> so we have these things where, where um, our own fears show up, right? The, de the devil and the tarot is really our own fear where we have to face our fears. But then what comes after is what's important. Because uh, what comes after is a resolve. It's the resolve, but you have to go through in order to resolve. The tower event, people are afraid of the tower. The tower event, you, I mean, you look at the card itself and you're most of them, especially in the, the classical deck, right or white, right or weight, whatever deck, you'll see the tower people burning out of the tower. It's like, wow, I don't want that shit to happen to me, but it does all the time. We have tower events all the time. Do you know what comes after if we allow ourselves to go through the process? The star, our greatest wish. So we can go through a tower and we could come out and see the sun again. It's a process. There's nothing to fear because it, it constantly is changing and moving forward. But if we understand now, if we apply that to what we're going through in terms of the archetypal energies, right? Right. If we looked at it, we said, okay, right now I'm embodying, I don't know, Dionysus or Zeus or whatever story, myth story, whatever. I'm using Greek, the, the Greek pantheon. Okay. Um, but it, you can use any, you can look at all of them. You can look at thought, you can look at Egyptian, Egyptian, Egyptology. Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. It doesn't matter. The Isis, Osiris, you can look at all of their myth stories, right? You can even go back to, um, all these other um, native cultures and all that and see their myth and the things that they talk about. And you could be like, holy shit, I relate to this. Like I'm relating to what's happening to this character. And then you can read further ahead and say, oh, okay. So I kind of know how it's going to play out. And then when you do that, they think you're a prophet and you're not. <laughs> really all you're doing is recycling stories that have been here for ancients since since forever and you understand the greater energies now there's energies within so understand the energies within you once you understand the energies in you you can start to rise above and transcend the storyline of self into the storyline of the macrocosm where you see these archetypal patternings playing out on a greater scale when you start to understand that, and then you start speaking into that, then you truly become what they call an oracle or a prophet. And it's not re not really prophesizing. You just can see from a, an eagle's eye what's happening in the world today. It's very clear to you, becomes clearer, but you have to know yourself first. Nostradamus is our most recent prophet, right? Um, there's still, there's some. No, I mean, I there's things that I've prophesized. And I, I wouldn't even call it prophesized. I don't know why they say that. But there's patterns that I've said this is going to happen. And it happens. Um, I think there's people all around the world doing it. It's just certain people get the, um, certain people, <laughs> well, first they write about it. And secondly, they have circle of friends that, glorify them right 
there's tons of people in this world right now that are even people speaking the message I speak, but if you don't tune into it, you're not going to hear it. So, you know, there's, there was a lady, um, there was a, actually a lady, I can't remember her name and I saw it the other day, but she got into a fire, her eyes burned and then she prophesized a bunch of stuff actually. Um, and she was popular. I don't remember her name, but she, she prophesized, um, and then she used to do, uh, readings for people and tell them what was going to happen to them as well. So you, I mean, you can look her up. I can't remember her name. I'll have to look it up. She, um, but yeah, she got into some really major accident and her eyes got burnt out and then she just started to prophesize things. And that, that was actually very recent. I think she prophesized the tsunamis and all this stuff that were, that happened in the world. So, but we have them everywhere, right? The foresight. Now I don't have specifics on foresight. There's people that can really get deep into the specifics, but for instance, understanding, um, you know, the curse that we're under, which that curse gets to be broken. Right. And to me, I see a dark old woman, just dark coming to break the curse. So that's what will show up. That's what's going to show up. And so for me, I can see it, but do I know it's going to play out? No. So, and the same for you guys, everybody has this capability. That's so that's what drives me nuts when people are like, Oh, I'm so special. And everybody else is not special. No, you all are. You just, you all have it. Everybody has it. The curse of the apple. That ain't going anywhere. Um, the curse of the apple. Yeah. Um, and it was knowledge, right? That, I mean, everybody says it's what it was. The, the first thing you eat from the tree of knowledge, right? Knowledge. Well, what is to know? To know. To know, to understand. If we didn't know, we would just be existing without any contemplation of life. We'd probably, who knows, maybe our species would have perished, right? Because you have the ants and you have the bees and they just naturally do their thing. They're not sitting here... <laughs> contemplating life like we do so much <laughs> interesting which makes us a little bit sets us off a little bit in consciousness right we're still part of the whole consciousness but our awareness is a bit different from other species it's just different and it's the knowledge that's why we wanted to know what exactly did we want to know who we are where we came from, <laughs> how the world operates, why do bees do what they do? <laughs> and what we forgot is how we work. We're so focused on everything else and everyone else and how they work and we forgot to look at how we work. We don't even know how we work. Do you know how you work? Maybe, maybe not. Do you know all the archetypal energies that exist within you? Maybe, maybe not. Do you know how to transmute their energy? Maybe, maybe not. Do you know what physiological issues you have in your body somatically because of the trauma that you've held or suppressed? Maybe, maybe not. We, we push them down so much we don't even know they exist anymore. You want to change your DNA and RNA? That's such a hot topic, right? People are wanting to go change your DNA and RNA by vibration. You can you know, you can do all that stuff, but the real way to do it 
is to really know thyself and to dig as deep into the subconscious, not the unconscious, but subconscious mind to clear out and to heal all of those things that we've suppressed, all of the trauma, because the trauma gets held in our DNA and RNA, it gets held physiologically in our body, in our fat tissues and all that shit. We release those chemicals. When we allow ourselves to move through the trauma or understand the trauma, we release it out right? And then we can start to really tap into the unconscious, okay? Not the sub, but the unconscious mind, which where everything and nothing exists. And then we can start to co-create in harmony in this three-dimensional time space or in our consciousness. Ain't going anywhere. The curse of going, Oh yeah. Everyone, every, even bees are quitting their jobs. I know it's really sad, right? But we just like the world's calling for something different. Okay. And I'm telling you guys have the power to do it. If we wake up together and we work together and we learn to reintegrate this part of ourselves, that reintegration into a new way of existing together, we can co create together. We can create whole new the whole new world, right? Or the Garden of Eden, whatever you want to call it. The promised land, I don't care. Call it whatever you want. The world needs morals. Yeah. Well, the world needs morals, but more importantly, people need morals. <laughs> they need to create their own morals and hold themselves accountable. When people start to do that and hold their own integrity, then we have a world that is their word. No, Most people are not their word. It's crazy. I'm telling you. People don't follow through on their word. They sell out on themselves and others. So there's morals that and principles and all that stuff. Know it for the self. That that'll help. If you know yours, right? We can't say the world needs to know it and we don't even have our own. What are your morals? What are your goals? What are your uh principles? <laughs> What's the foundation you're creating? It's like, oh. I don't know. Okay, well, then let's start there because that's how we build together. Then we come together and then we're both in integrity. So it's relearning this stuff. Okay. It's not that it's not that you're something's wrong with you. Just you need to just kind of reintroduce these things into your life and, and everything will be fine. <laughs> It'll be just great. Okay, so um, we'll continue on this next time. Um, which is separate the earth from the fire. Thank you guys for interacting. I love when you guys interact and talk and, and give me your two cents. I like, I like sense. I know people are like, I don't want your two cents. I do want your two cents. I do want to know what you, what you guys are thinking. And, and hopefully this is helpful, right? Like that's, I always say that, like, hopefully there was some tinge of, of, truth for you internally so that you can take it away and you can utilize it for your life okay sense a gift yay i got a gift i don't know what that means but i appreciate the gift as long as i've been doing this podcast you think i would know i don't i don't get gifts very often <laughs> you guys are the gift showing up here is the gift you showing up to the podcast is the gift um but i appreciate the gift so thank you very, very much. It's a gift. Yeah, I appreciate it. I get a gift. Thanks, GP man. 
it's pretty cool. <laughs> I know some people get like gifts and I don't know. I've seen, uh, I think it's Linga. I get on his sometimes when he's doing his music stuff. I guess he took off, but people give him gifts and all this. I'm like, dang, maybe I just need to sing and people give me gifts. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, no, I, it's a gift for me to be here. I, I, I love being here with you guys and, and hopefully you guys are getting, you know, what you need. But if you ever have questions or anything like that, please send them to me. Um, but until then I'm going to continue reading the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation because, um, I think it's very, it's a foundational book and I think it's helpful when people, when I talk, what I'm talking about, where is this coming from? How, how do you know this information? People have been asking me lately, how did you understand, how do you understand this? How did you come to know this? So I'm like, well, it's been a journey. I've started since I was little. It wasn't just overnight, but this is my journey. This, this is who I am. This is, this is who I am. And, um, and then you read, right? You read and you listen to concepts and then you start to understand certain things and you apply it to your life and here's what I do I apply it to my life it's not just woo woo shit you've got to apply it to your life and then see what the outcome is you know and if it's not working then you're like that shit didn't work <laughs> that's it doesn't work for me or you change it up a little bit and you're like ah this is what I need to do because my alchemy will be different from your alchemy we're just a little bit different right um and so you learn how to use it for yourself but eventually you'll get there. And this book is very foundational. It's it's a good book. I I like the book. Okay, there. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. I love you guys. Um, I may or may oh no, I'm not gonna be on tomorrow because it's Friday. So have a great happy new year. Oh my god, many blessings for those of you guys are celebrating um New Year's and you know, re restarting, restructuring, setting up that foundation. Um, maybe setting your morals and your principles and all that stuff. I don't know. Totally up to you. But have a happy new year. Um, and I will see you guys um, when after the new year. All right. Love you. Bye-bye.